Hello and welcome to episode 310 of the Rollo and Slappy Show. Today is June 20th, 2022. I am Rollo McFlugel and with me is Slappy Jones. So show notes page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash 310 or 310. Um, I don't know what we're going to post in the show notes page. Might perhaps throw a chart up there. Who knows? But also this is get on episode... Get on episode, man. Get on episode zero, number. Uh, yes. Um, get Can on you... zero, episode. If you had to describe the United but States in one word, what word would you use? Slappy, you ruined, I had a joke ready for that. I was going to say. Um, well, you, were, you, know, you reminded describe, me of your boy. If I had to describe <laughs> what it's been like to be on zero in one word, I would say. <laughs> so for those that don't know, Joe Biden was recently giving a, some sort of press conference talk. And there's a clip floating around of him saying, if I had to describe America with one word, it would be. I should <laughs> I don't even know where, I, like, you, sometimes you kind of decipher, like, what he was trying to say. No clue on that one. And then he never went back to it. Oh, really? I, I didn't even, like, I just saw that clip. I didn't bother to find the, the longer clip well, to see what was going on. Yeah. But it's so perfect. It's so great. Like... That was kind of our thing, you know, talking in our circles back when the election was going on, when, uh, you know, and when Biden won. Not that we were like really had a rooting interest either way. Um, but like when Biden won, I was like, all right, well, there's going to be some degree of comic relief going on because the dude had already lost it at that point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, He's he's delivered and in a lot of ways, like also, I mean, he had a banger of a weekend. Um, he fell off. his. He bike. did that. He fell off his bike. <laughs> I'm just shaking my head. Like, dude, there's no words. And I, I you want to like not laugh at an old man falling off his bike, but it's Joe Biden. I mean, how can you not? <laughs> It's because it's it's this it's the context of the situation. It's just like, you know, the United States, as we've been talking about, kind of all of the Western world is just like crumbling. And the United States is usually kind of the leader of the Western world. And, uh, you know, the president is obviously the leader of all of that. And he's usually regarded as the most important person in the world, you know, blah, 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 all that stuff. And it just, <laughs> it's, it's the microcosm. Joe Biden is the microcosm of, of mm-hmm. what's actually going on in the world. Mm-hmm. He, you know, <laughs> if I were to describe America in one word, it's <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> he's riding this bike. Rolls up, stops, and it's just, <laughs> and it just falls off. <laughs> it's, it's like, what do you do? And it's and it's so funny seeing like people go and try to like defend it. I don't know. Like, oh, oh, he was be. wearing toe clips. He was he was he was wearing toe clips. It's like okay. So, right, like you like, just lean the other way. His first like, time his on a bike. Yeah, is it his first time on a bike? I mean, oh, my goodness. Yeah, and he's probably doing that because everything they do is calculated, and he's probably trying to say, or like his handlers are like, "Oh, Joe, let's go, let's go ride a bike. Show him that you're physically fit and you're not a feeble old idiot." And then he falls. It's perfect. It's, yeah, it's just unreal. 
And it's so funny how like the media and a lot of people who just carry the water of the regime just like run so quickly to try to spin it to make it not be so bad. Whereas if Trump had done something, anything remotely close to that, you know, they would have been all over and vice versa. Of course, it's all red yeah, and blue and team stuff. If like, Trump did, it like would have been funny when, too, by the way. Oh, it would have been hilarious. Well, yeah. it's like Trump did other goofy stuff, like when when we had the solar eclipse, and like don't look directly <laughs> at it, and there's a picture of him wearing. <laughs> Everyone else around him is wearing like welding masks, and he's just looking right at it. It's great. It's yeah. hilarious. They're all goofball. I mean, I forgot it's, about that. That's funny. They're 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 uh, evil, murderous. You know what? And you should laugh at them so when they fall off a bike. Right. So it's nice every once in a while to kind of be able to laugh at them. Yeah. And Grum is ch- trying to chew on the side of my com- computer. Good Grum. And, uh, yeah. He's already knocking over a stapler a bunch of times. So I might have to do the quick, uh, quick grab and get him off the desk. He, he never sits on this desk. Until it's time to podcast. That's what cats do. And he always goes in like the, he always goes in the corner of the hutch where it's difficult to grab him. Good, but smart uh, cat. He's he's already. I. How do they know? How I don't do they know. know when. When they want to be in when when they know that you're because. I don't know. I don't know, but I went to the zoo today for the first time in many years, many, many years. I don't know the last time I was the at the zoo. Philadelphia Zoo? Yeah, right in Philly, down in West Philly. Um, nice. Place is awesome. <laughs> Watching orangutans just play is really funny. What are you doing? with your? You got your zoo over there. So, yeah, uh, we're not in a good spot because I have Grum in the air and um, my arms are on either side of the microphone. Boom. So I get it. There we go. All right. Situation has been taken care of. For now. Continue. You're talking about my brother and the orangutan? Yes. Very funny to watch. Um, like, I don't know. This story's not going to be as good. You can't see it. But the one orangutan, there was like a bag. I guess it had hay in it or something. Like a, It was a brown paper bag, but it was big. And he put it on his head and he's walking around. And he keep like picking it up to look at people and then put it back down he climbs up the wall on these you know these things they have to climb and he sits up on a ledge he brings that up there with him puts it on his head it's just funny watching them um and it's like oh, that yeah. with a lot of these animals like this rhino is just incredible this thing is like a dinosaur it's so big and hippos yeah. it's just it's pretty cool to see i haven't done it in so long i had as much fun as the kids did i think i love the zoo um, yeah I know it's uh oh it's they're caged animals, but it's like well yeah. normally those animals are stuff that can't survive in the wild, and also it makes people appreciate mm-hmm. other stuff too. And I have a hard time believing that like zookeepers are jerks. Yeah, I have a hard time. Animals. Like, I just think it's pretty cool to see them all, and it's incredible. And uh, what they do in the Philly Zoo, and maybe this is also well, Go ahead. No, I was going to say if we can uh, buy a cow, a claim on a cow, and kill it and stuff it in our freezers and eat it, then I think it's also permissible to put animals in exhibits. Yeah, seriously. And you know, make sure they're fed and taken care of and everything. Yeah. Well, I agree. And they have these like skywalk things. I don't know. Yeah. So they have their, they're all over the zoo and they like, so the monkeys, all different kinds of monkeys and the cats, like the tigers, they can walk around on these things and they're, they're elevated, but you get pretty close to like, I saw a tiger walking around up on this thing. It's over your head. Like you couldn't touch it, but you really get to see how big its paws are and just how, how beautiful the animal is. It was, uh, it was really, really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see any orangutans riding a tractor? 
No, I didn't. Did but I was. I think okay, you have to go wrong. a little. Yeah, you'd have to go. I. I. You. We probably have to go a little farther west for that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. You mean like Fifty Sixth Street or something? <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Yeah. We're north for that matter. Right. Um, that So that reminds me, uh, this is nothing to do with the zoo or get on zero, but uh, maybe kind of tangentially related to this stuff uh, regarding like NIMS and stuff. So this weekend, my dad called me and he's like, so my parents uh, last year sold the house that I grew up in and um, they moved out. And so they, my dad called me, he goes, you got a package in our old house that was addressed to you? I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Cause I guess the, the owners now, you know, called my dad um, and said, Hey, there's a package to someone with your last name on it. And, uh, and he goes, it was, uh, it was addressed to your name with, with Rollo in it. So it was like, does that, do you use that as a, as like a, a name? It's <laughs> like, uh, maybe my parents don't really know about any of the podcasting and all this, uh, stuff. They, you know, obviously they know I'm in the libertarian and so. Bitcoin and yeah, but he's like, that went, you know, first name Rollo, last name. I was like, uh, maybe I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm like, I don't, uh, <laughs> uh, so like if you're out there, cause I, I haven't lived at that house in like six and a half years gone on almost seven years. So, um, I have no idea what package someone might be sending me. Yeah. Um, wait, did you get the package yet? No, my dad's was going to be in the area, and so he's going to pick it up. So, and then I'll probably see them in like another two weeks. So, uh, I don't want him to open it <laughs> because you know it's probably a weird libertarian friend uh, sending me something. So, I don't want to have to, and not that anyone would send me something like bad um but i don't want to have to oh you know what it might be i have no idea oh i this is probably my fault probably i can't imagine it was anyone else it just on no it can't be maybe it is um no, it can't. No, because no, it can't be that. I was thinking because at uh, at Childerberg, I bought a bottle of Aches Aches's uh, habanero vinegar. Send it to your parents' it. address, it old made. address. But he gave. Well, I gave him my FedEx account number to charge the shipping to. But he did ask me for my address, and I gave him my current address. So, so that'd be weird if he sent it to your old address. Well, I don't know what's on the FedEx. Like he might have, it might have just kind of defaulted to. I gotta see what's on that FedEx thing. If that's the case, and it's a bottle of you know vinegar with a funny label on it, that's fine. Um, but the moral of this story is. To the people out there sending stuff, don't, like, if someone has a NIM, like, don't necessarily use it with their full name when you're sending them something in the mail. <laughs> like, I'm not upset about it. Uh, I don't really care. Um, and it's kind of a funny a funny story, if nothing else, but, um, Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see what this mystery package is. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't even that that I mean maybe it is. I gotta I gotta open up my uh, FedEx account, but I've used it many times here where I live now, mostly here. I don't you know I don't think I even set it up when I lived back at my parents' house, so it probably isn't that. I don't know. Uh, may, maybe that'll be something for the uh, for the listeners to try to figure out. We've got about two weeks before, probably before I uh, figure out what's in the package. So um, could be Bitcoin Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> could be. It could be. Um, so yeah, I, I'd like to hear what uh, everyone's guesses are for that. Um, maybe I'll send the winner the uh, the copy of the Bitcoin Magazine. Uh, unopened that they sent me. I still have an open. It's still sitting on my dining room table with all the other junk that hasn't been looked at in uh, nice. in ages. So, yeah. Um. Yes, that's what's going on in my life right now. My dad calling me up about mystery packages that I'm kind of half worried about what's in it. He didn't say. Also, I. I I was so like concerned about like I I don't want to continue this conversation because I don't want to have to explain what I've been doing with my life the last ten years. Um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um, I didn't ask de- many details about what was going on. Yeah, cool. Drop it off. Thanks. Yeah. Don't shake it. <laughs> you know. Don't. <laughs> You know, steady motions. Yes, no sudden movements. Yeah, I, I really have no idea what could be in there or who sent it to me. Because uh, I'm like, I'm trying to think of who would have had my address from back then. Not many people. Yeah, that's it's been a while. Know. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's it's in. In October, it's going to be like seven years. I think. Yeah. Which, that's amazing. I've been in this house for that long. Yeah, you're old. I am old. (sighs) Oh, well. Okay. So, we've been talking long enough about nonsense and everything. Um, I got my tractor reference in. I messed up the intro again. Uh, oh, but I don't on, think I ever said it, but the, it's episode, get on, get, I already messed it up again. Get on zero episode or installment number 23. Um, and then also I, uh, I forget what I was going to say. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. So wasn't important. No, this is another get on zero episode. So we got to talk on get on zero stuff and, um, man, slappy. We have been under fire this week mm-hmm. for being on zero. Yeah, very and stupid. Do you think it's like? Do you think it's the normies? Has it been the normies? Has it been the? It'd be fine if it was the normies. It's the people. Who, well, ha- has it been the Ethereum people or other people who like altcoins? <sighs> you know, maybe maybe it's the Ripple Army going after us. Well, they have nothing has to say, them? so they can't say anything. Yeah. Was it is it the B cashers going after us? Are there B cat do they exist? Oh, I don't know if they exist anymore, actually. Um it's a good question. I haven't seen but much. No. Yeah, I know they had some guys going down with the ship there, I guess. <clears throat> no, it's our good no, friends. Been- yeah, our good our brethren. The toxic right. Bitcoin maximalists. Yeah, the toxicity is hit. Which let me let me say something about toxicity in Bitcoin. It's funny because the people that tend to go after the get on zero people the most are the ones that wear the toxic Bitcoiner badge of honor. Uh, they wear that the hardest, and. Um, they're the ones that are like, I don't like how the good on zero people are tend to be obnoxious about their position. And it's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, right. That would be fine if you were also not, uh, you know, constantly telling normies who 
don't know any better have fun staying poor and and all that stuff i I think we've talked about it before it's Mm -hmm. it's like it's man a lot of people live in glass houses and uh it's funny how when they say something stupid and you reply back to them like wow that was stupid there you were triggered by my comment it's like no you said something dumb and um replying as you deserve to be replied to um and i i've lamented about and i don't want this to just be an episode of complaining about stuff um but it's going to be but yeah yeah it is what it is i can't help it (laughs) um no it's it's like we have reason this is what's frustrating and and i also was hesitant to, to cover this on this episode because the listeners are not people that need to hear this um although it probably is good I years ago i went it was at liberty fest and bob murphy gave a talk about why it's important to preach to the choir and so that's what we're doing this episode we're preaching to the choir mm-hmm. we're uh you know giving each other a shot in the arm and 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 building up some confidence for going out and dealing with people. Um, what was I talking about? Uh, you're talking about preaching to the choir, not complaining yeah, before that. I don't know. Yeah. What was I complaining about, uh, about the toxicity, but it was, yeah, but the people talk, you know, glass houses and, Sometimes you don't, you know, we got to preach to the choir. You don't want to. Bob Murphy told you it's cool, though. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, so we've been doing this for, this is episode 23. Um, and we have not done a Get On Zero episode every week. And why don't we start? Well, it was like October, right? Yeah, it was, it was I believe. And even before that, we were kind of talking about it, and we brought on the um, the seal yeah. coder and the yeah. asphalt guy. So it's been it's been like eight nine months. Uh, we've been doing this, and we've talked through a lot of issues, brought on guests, talking through stuff, took on criticisms. Um. And and so we're doing something kind of what a lot of people would consider out of left field. So we've had to deal with a lot of questions and giving responses and, and working through stuff. So it's just funny that like when we get criticized by other Bitcoiners, they do it in a way as if we don't have very easy answers to their critiques. And it's so obvious that they have no interest in listening to our critiques or like, I don't expect them to go and like, Oh, I'm going to listen to all 20 now 23 episodes of your get on zero installments. Um, but like absolutely no acknowledgement that we're like talking through a lot of these issues. And, and it's the, it's frustrating because it's the same thing. I, I always kind of liken it to, regular libertarian stuff or Bitcoin stuff where it's, you know, you have someone that's not familiar with libertarianism and you say, Oh, Hey, you know, I think uh, that, you know, we don't really need a government and they do more harm than good. And the market can provide all the goods and services that we actually need and do it at a more equitable way and, and do it. So, you know, humanity can, uh, can flourish more. And the response to that, you know, so many times the response to the, to that is the same thing that it's a meme. It's well, <laughs> who's going to build the roads without government? Um, and it's kind of like with Bitcoin. It's like, oh, you love Bitcoin, but what happens if you uh, use lose electricity? What happens when the internet goes down? The government shuts down the internet, and it's like, dude, you don't think we thought of that? So with the get on zero stuff. Um, to hear from fellow Bitcoin maximalists who are supposed to be deep thinkers that 
understand a lot of this stuff and say, when they say, like, oh, what happens when the price goes down? Oh, capital gains taxes. Oh. All this like stupid stuff, all the things that we talked about right in the beginning because they were the most obvious questions that needed to be addressed because it's someone that, you know, who would look at it for three seconds would ask the question that we addressed pretty well, I think. And so to have these Bitcoiners come in and just give such utterly retarded responses makes me think that they're just really shallow thinkers if they think at all. They're, they are, they're NPCs. They're good at listening to their favorite podcast or whatever and repeating the talking points that they hear without really understanding anything that they're actually saying. Understanding to the point that they can like reason through it on their own um, at all. Because when you say something that's kind of not just spoon-fed directly in the way that they heard it, it's like they short-circuit and they start freaking out. Like, and Yeah, uh, clearly don't understand what we were ever talking about. Right. Or making any sort of effort. Mm-hmm. Because it's not even that difficult. To understand, like we've been fielding stuff, and because the price, and and it, I think it was the last couple of weeks we've been. I mean, the I think price has every been nothing time but we down talk about God on this, right? I mean, we basically, and every time we bring it up, I yeah, and I say like I think it's actually kind of good that it worked out this way because it kind of proves it validates what we're doing. You know, it's easy to it's like it's like all these scams that are out there. It's easy to do it. In a bull market, it's easy to run a scam, a Ponzi scheme for Bitcoin when the price keeps going up. It's easy to Can run a Ponzi scheme, the, the- right? Like that's what happened right. in 08. All those Ponzi schemes blew up um, because the the market went down. They couldn't cover what they had, and that's what's going to happen in the in the crypto market as well. Yeah. So for us to be doing get on zero when the price has been basically doing nothing but dropping and I'm still accumulating Bitcoin. Now, if I had perfectly timed the market in 2020 hindsight, would I have more Bitcoin? Of course. But you can say that like anyone could, could have had more Bitcoin if they timed every purchase and sale as they make money and have to, uh, you know, spend it. Well, of course, of course, they're not at the maximum. Um, and that's kind of was understood. But the point of you don't gain the real great benefit of being on zero until the price starts going up. Uh, not that it's bad right now, but um, but uh, man, what was I? T- man, I lost the point again. What I was trying to make about this. Um. But yeah, let me, let me uh, pivot for a second into into something else I want to talk about uh, with the criticisms I've been saying because we are going to get back to that point about the performance, our performance. Because I've I've been starting to put together a spreadsheet of every time I've been buying and selling, um, and what that looks like on a chart. Uh, and uh, man, I lost what I was going to say again. Man, I need to like start putting notes down of what I want to talk about. Uh, but, oh, okay, that's right. What's funny is that, so there's always like these different criticisms that come up and we respond enough times that I guess that finally they stop bashing their forehead against the wall and try something else. Uh, because before it was uh, capital gains. Um, and then now the price dropped. Every time the price drops, you get people trying to dunk on us as if like we disappeared uh, from talking about it. And uh, I don't really know anyone who's on zero that has been like, oh, I'm so disappointed. I'm so upset that I did it. Um, but the latest thing is like these guys went on zero when it was $60,000 per Bitcoin. Oh, they're so wrecked right now. 
What's your reaction to that, Slappy? Um, I mean, I haven't lost sleep. Well, it's like, what? I don't understand what their point is. Do they think that we like only had fiat and then we bought all of our Bitcoin that we'll ever buy when it was at $60,000? Yeah, and now we're like stuck Do with this don't? this little tranche of Bitcoin and now it's not worth what it was six months ago and now we're stuck. I mean... Yeah, we have. Like I, I will say. Things. Go ahead. <laughs> um, not that this is making in any way an argument for them, but like when the price is low like this, like I want to buy more, but I can't. <laughs> like I want to keep buying, um, but I have to wait till I get paid again because that's the position I'm in. Um, but I, I earn an income, so. You know, all my bills are covered by my paycheck. And uh, yeah, so I guess the US dollar number of um, or value, whatever, if you want to weigh your Bitcoin in US dollars is down. Um, but I can still pay all my bills. I can still eat. We're not losing our house. And uh, I have more Bitcoin than I did last month. Right. So let's say this is kind of something we talked about right in the beginning, um, especially about like Max Hillebrand, because he did it. He was like probably one of the first few people, the first person I've ever heard talk about being yeah, on zero. We should interview him call it huh? back then. Yeah, we need to we need to get him on. But, you know, can you imagine like back when we it would have been the right move to get on zero? when we first bought Bitcoin in 2014, when the price was like $600. And then it and went, went down, down to $200 for like- I would have been in a much better place had I done that. Right. Like, so does anyone, like, yeah. And, and to think, like to have had that opportunity to be buying Bitcoin- to, to put all of your fun, all of your money into Bitcoin was $600 and then it for it to fall down to $200 and your cash flow was going all into Bitcoin through that whole time, like we would have, we'd be retired how many times over? Oh yeah. No, nobody would it have would, been saying, would, oh, would, the price went down to 20000 They would have been saying it at, at the time. Oh, you're so oh, yeah, an idiot. No That's so stupid. But this is no like the long game that we're playing. And, and that's the other thing that annoys me with the maximalists yes. too. Is that's what they all say. This is a ten-year thing. Like this is long run, you know. <laughs> well, I think I think it kind of gives a clue into how these guys actually operate their own finances. I like I I, I tend to think they're kind of like aren't really doing that well <laughs> and they just ah, project that's a good point they're, they're they're dumb like i don't care um that i'm calling them dumb because i think they're i think they're stupid i think they're idiots um and that's based on the fruit of their arguments like their arguments are retarded so i don't think they're that intelligent um and on top of that well, it's it's and and there's no shame in not being that intelligent. But when you're not intelligent and you're obnoxious, that's a problem. Um, and I think they just they're unintelligent and they're unable to understand that other people are in different situations than they are. And so, and and this is also evidenced by them saying like, "Oh, we're gonna have with this bear market getting so low, we're gonna have some." Uh, we're gonna have some tough times ahead. Like, I, I'm not expecting. I mean, obviously, the price of everything is gonna go up. Food, fuel, mm -hmm. energy. Like, so that that's going to, you know, make the cost of living go up for me. But you know, it's not anything that's gonna be like, oh man, I'm gonna have to like, I don't know, not live the basic life that I want to. And I'm, I get it. I'm single. I don't have a family. So there's, there's different things, but, um, 
the idea that they're like really feel like they got to tighten their belts. Like what kind of lifestyle are you living? What kind of cash flow do you have? Um, what have you been using leverage or something? I mean, that's the other thing that, uh, the, the people in the get on zero crew tend to not approve of is, you know, using leverage to buy Bitcoin. You know, we've right. warned about that a lot and we're told that, you know, we're just haters or whatever. Um, like how's that working out for, for people that are using like uh Bitcoin backed loans or something. Right. Um, yeah, I, I could see that they might have to tighten their belts a little bit because they keep having to send more Bitcoin to the, to the exchange so they don't get liquidated as the price goes down. You know, they still have to maintain that, that, uh, loan to value ratio. Yeah. All my Bitcoin's mine. Well, most of it. Right. And, and so it's ironic for all of these people out there that, you know, yell and scream, not your keys, not your coins. And then they go and, and like, oh, I'll get your Bitcoin right off the exchange. And then if you're going out and getting a Bitcoin back loan that you then have to send, send Bitcoin to the exchange and then you have to send more Bitcoin to the exchange and you're not getting any more fiat out of it. Like, dude. <laughs> tried to try to warn you about yeah. it. What are you doing? I'm not saying all these guys. I'm not saying all these guys do it, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if a number of them do it. Um, it's just it's it's goofy. Um, it's funny too talking about how I'm not really sweating what's going on. I had a coworker the other day said, "Hey man, you must be on like a suicide watch." And I was like, what? And it took me a second. I knew he was joking no, about the fires have been bad all year. This isn't something new. Yeah. Although I'm kind of bullish on torts. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but no, it took me a second to realize what he was talking about. And I was like, ah, yeah, whatever. I don't care. It's fun when the price goes up, but, um, my, my, the amount of Bitcoin I have is going up. So let's kind of get into, unless there's more, I don't know. I don't know if there's more stuff to address with the stupid arguments that we've been hearing. Um, no, I, don't I don't think we need to like, I, I, the point of this is not um, to like, all right, listeners, here's how you answer these naysayers. Because like I said, their arguments are so utterly <laughs> stupid that it doesn't, if you know what you're doing, if you have, if you can explain why you're on zero and everything, then I don't think I'd, I'm going to tell you anything that you don't already know. It's more of like, don't get discouraged by these guys. And even though that you can, you know, rationally think through the stuff and, and have answers and arguments for it, it is sometimes tough when everyone around you is calling you an idiot and, uh, and laughing at yeah. you. So like, don't get discouraged. Just yeah, I mean, we've been through this several have. times already with Bitcoin, just in general. Like, I get on zeros, new, but in 2018 when it went down, we were hearing all this same stuff. Yeah, but from normies, not our. Yeah, that's true. Not, not from our other parent, uh, Yeah, but whatever. Um, yeah, whatever. That I gather normies too, I guess. Yeah, yeah, they are. They really probably are. <laughs> well, they're at least NPCs. Yeah, there's NPCs that kind of latched onto a different uh, messaging. Yeah, they're just not as they're cool probably as they are. tired of. They're tired of losing, I guess, all the time. <laughs> okay. Right. 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 So, I mentioned this to you last week. I, we didn't. It was before we started recording. Um. But I was like kind of getting frustrated with people being obnoxious about get on zero. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to put together a spreadsheet of all my buys and sells. I'm going to put it on a chart so we can see how I'm actually performing in terms of how much Bitcoin I'm accumul accumulating. Because remember, at the end of the day, our goal is, is not to pluck cuck bucks. It's to accumulate Bitcoin. 
Uh, and while the U.S. dollar is still the unit of account in the economy, it's a disaster and it's unreliable. And you ought to start transitioning into thinking in Bitcoin terms. Not that you never, you know, are going to use dollars to think through things anymore. But, you know, like, let's, let, let's like, be actual Bitcoiners and Bitcoiners who want to use Bitcoin as our money. So like, let's start actually using it as our money and not just, uh, not just withholding our value, but how we, how we think about stuff. So I put together a chart, a spreadsheet and a chart, which I'll probably start publishing. Um, I'll take away some of the, uh, the actual like numbers associated because people just don't take the numbers off the chart and put it out there. You see the, the, the lines is what matters. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so ever since I started using Level, because I changed my strategy a little bit um, when I used Level, that's when I just, like, all of my paycheck, once I started using Level, all my paycheck went into Bitcoin, and then I would start selling it um, as I needed to uh, pay off credit card, mortgage, and what have you. Um, I think, Slappy, you do something a little bit different, and something that, a way I used to do it where you just kind of like have your bill sitting there when your paycheck mm -hmm. comes, you pay off the bill and the rest goes. Pay them off the same day that I get paid everything for that yeah. next two weeks and then sweep the rest into Bitcoin. Yeah. So that's makes it your taxes a lot easier because you don't have to worry about capital gains. Yeah. Um, and it also, I mean, you're outperforming me as the price goes down because you're only buying Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. um, that strategy will, I will outperform you when the price starts going up because right. it's more likely that when I buy Bitcoin, I buy Bitcoin right away and delay selling it as long as I can and gaining price appreciation on that. Um, right. Now, I, you have to uh, account for capital gains and stuff, but, you know, the point's there. So I have this chart from February 14th, 2022, and the last transaction I made was June 14th, 2022. And so the price in February when I started was about a little bit more than $42,000. The price when I... Last did a Bitcoin transaction in level was a little over $22,000. So basically the price of Bitcoin got cut in half. And so what I did with this chart is I have the X axis is the date. Um, one of the Y axes is the price of Bitcoin. And the other one is the amount of Bitcoin I have. And so... Um, the one line on this chart is very simple. It's just my Bitcoin balance um, over time. And obviously when I get paid, the balance goes up. When I uh, have to spend Bitcoin, it goes down. Uh, and then the, uh, the Bitcoin price is on there too, but it's only, I don't have like the actual price day to day. It's just the price when I make a transaction just to, I, I can make it. So it shows the price, but it makes it easier to see what's going on when it's just the, uh, the price when I, when I make a transaction. And then I have another uh, series on the chart that is the amount of Bitcoin I would have if I waited to buy Bitcoin, if I never bought or sold Bitcoin until that date um that's probably doesn't make sense slappy i might like how do i explain this better you have the chart in front of you too mm. so like so had the you first, the first all of it, yeah i don't know so it's so so the first point on the chart both lines both points are the same thing because if you bought it all that paid. day, yeah. Right. So I bought it that day, and that's also this 
this series is also the uh, me waiting to buy on the Bitcoin that day. So the next one is if I had not bought Bitcoin um, in the previous time and had all the cash stuff or sitting as dollars in there. And if I decided to buy Bitcoin all at that point and so on and so forth. So it's what I would have, it's, it's the amount of Bitcoin I would have if I never bought or sold Bitcoin before that. I just did everything in, in dollars until that, that point in time. Um, and so it's, uh, the price action in the first two months, you know, it was kind of jumping up and down a little bit, not doing anything crazy. And, uh, and, and the two lines were tracking each other pretty closely. Um, actually when the price of Bitcoin went up, I actually outperformed the, uh, the mm-hmm. theoretical if I waited to buy it. Not surprisingly, since that point, the price has gone has done nothing but go down on me. And, uh, and so I'm underperforming if I had waited to buy. And so basically, it's kind of like if I had done anything differently... Cause these are like showing the two extremes mm-hmm. and so pretty much any other strategy would be somewhere between those two points. Um, that's not entirely true because if I had timed the market perfectly, um, you know, bought the, then it's kind of, I don't know. I don't. It's it's. We gotta wait for the the stuff. Maybe maybe I'll make this a little more complicated uh, as time goes on. But like, generally speaking, it's about it's it's showing basically the two extremes, uh, and it shows it now because we the last time I made a transaction or bought Bitcoin was the lowest it's been so far. Mm-hmm. So it it really does show kind of the. Uh, the best and uh, the best case scenario. And so if I had, as of, uh, June 14th, if I had waited to buy Bitcoin until then, I never bought Bitcoin before that. It's just stayed all in, in fiat. Then I would have made, I would, and then bought Bitcoin at that last point, I would have about 40% more Bitcoin just in what's going through my normal cash flows through level. That's not my whole stack. It's this portion of my cash flow in the last uh, last uh, four months. So that's not a small amount. Um, mm-hmm. It's not tiny, but it's not like making or breaking me. It, it's I, I haven't changed my lifestyle. Um. I haven't done anything. This this chart doesn't show me that. Oh no, I got to make these drastic changes or anything, or or not even drastic, just changes at all. Um, yeah, it's it's overall the line showing my Bitcoin balance. It's overall been trending up, despite Bitcoin doing almost nothing but go down. Actually, the largest jumps that it's been doing increasing my stack has been while it's going down. So, and I, and I've had some, some months recently where I've spent a lot. (laughs) My credit card uh, bill was a lot more than it had been, uh, that it normally is just because of, you know, whatever, whatever's going on. Um, you know, I went to Childerberg some travel in May. Yeah, so I, you know, a plane ticket wasn't cheap. I've got, you know, other stuff, other big expenses that popped up. Um, but I was able to manage it through my uh, through my regular cash flows. I did not have to dip into uh, any sort of other money. Um, that I that I, it, it's all been through uh, kind of my 
quote checking account and level Bitcoin checking account. And, uh, you know, I'm not keeping all that. I'm, I've been pulling some, some Bitcoin off cause I don't need, you know, everything on there. So it's, uh, it's been working. Okay. Now someone's going to say, and this is, Oh, well you've been, you could have, if you did strategy X, Y, Z during this time period, we'd have more Bitcoin. It's like, yeah, of course, you know, any strategy looking in hindsight, you would be able to know exactly when you should have bought and sold, but we don't have the benefit of hindsight right now. And the price of Bitcoin is what? Let's see. The price of Bitcoin is right at this moment. $20,653. I'm going to have to pay my credit card bill in about a week. Like, should I like delay? Should I put that, you know, use my HELOC to to, uh, delay paying my credit card bill? Or do I go and Pay the credit card bill right now, regardless of what the price is. I don't know. The price, when it's time for me to liquidate the Bitcoin and pay the credit card bill, it might be at $25,000. Sure. Or it might be at $15,000. And so if it's at $15,000 and I delay it, well, maybe by the time I need to like start paying down the HELOC, Bitcoin's at $12,000. Yeah. Or maybe it goes to $40,000, I don't know. So like trying to time the market, is it's just a fool's errand. But what I will say is this, and we were talking about this a few minutes earlier when we were talking about if we'd gotten on zero when Bitcoin was $600 and then it took a dump down to $200, even though everyone would have been saying how stupid we were, it would have been the best financial decision we ever made in our lives because this is a long-term play. And as Bitcoin starts going, and, and, and our theory, our thesis for all of this is that Bitcoin is overall going to appreciate in value. Mm-hmm. And if that's true... And I think every Bitcoiner would agree with that. Then this is the best way other than, you know, being a mystic where you can tell the future. I don't think there's a better strategy for maxing, maximizing the amount of Bitcoin you have. Because when, go ahead. No, I'm just going to say what we're what we've been saying for years now is that in the long run the price is going to be way up. We can't predict the short run price. Think you're going to be fine. Yeah. Like, yes, other people have outperformed me while the price is going down, maybe. I don't know. Um But yeah, it it, it stands to it reason doesn't, there are people yeah. that probably did. I mean, like I said, I mean, you Apple. Like said, if you had the crystal too, ball, right? we wouldn't have bought any Bitcoin in the last uh, four years and bought it all this week. Or right. not four years, however long it's been since it, not four years, two years, whatever it's been. I don't know. Year and a half. I wouldn't have bought anything until this past week, but we don't have that crystal ball. We do believe it's going to go way right. up. Thought it was a good buy at 60,000. Yeah. Still think so it it's going to be another. So when Bitcoin is worth a quarter of a million dollars per Bitcoin, there are going to be people looking back on this time and being like, I wish I did what those get on zero guys were doing. Because we're positioned to take full advantage of that. I don't know if everyone's been around for previous bull markets. The price, when the price of Bitcoin goes up, when it's time for it to do the roller coaster rocket thing, it is insane what 
how much it appreciates in a short period of time. Like I'm talking like you get paid today and then your next paycheck is, you know, a quarter or whatever of what your previous paycheck was worth. And that paycheck pays for months and months of expenses as opposed to, you know, less than, you know, whatever your, your, you know, maybe like 30, uh, or, or pays for like, in, instead of paying for like, well, let's just put it, make it easier. Your monthly paycheck, instead of paying for your month's bills plus a little bit extra, it pays for months and months and months. Mm-hmm. And that's where you really, really are taking advantage of being all in and just converting everything into Bitcoin and then just taking little slivers um, off to to pay for your expenses. So the point of this is that like, as you're saving, the Bitcoin I'm buying right now at $22,000 is what I bought it last at. Like that Bitcoin is going to like buy a house at some point Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or be able to sustain me for several years. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though, you know, people are needling us for being like, Oh, you should have done this thing. Okay. Like (laughs) I have a positive cash flow. I'm okay. If it got really to a really bad point, then I just don't, con- I, I use your strategy mm-hmm. where I just pay off my stuff and then the rest goes into Bitcoin. But I don't really feel, I don't know. And, and again, you know, if I had the crystal ball, if I knew it was going to happen, then I would have adjusted my strategy. I would have done something differently. But the point is we don't. And I don't want to get caught holding the fiat bag when Bitcoin goes and does its thing. When that is, I don't know, but as long as I'm seeing my Bitcoin balance go up based on, you know, still having a positive cash flow. Now, if my cash flow went like really negative, which I think in some of these months it did and my balance, my Bitcoin balance still went up Mm -hmm. overall, but like, that's my signal. Like, am I, am I increasing the amount of money I have? Yes. And I'm not using fiat, which is just the worst unit of account ever. I'm using hard money. So if I see my Bitcoin balance going up, sure, maybe I could have done something a little bit better. But I'm going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's... It's if anyone else out there is on zero and and has a different perspective on it or is like really hurting right now, I'd be interested to hear it. Um, but like I said in the beginning, I don't really think that there's many people on zero that are upset about their strategy. I mean, I think it's working. It's like you said, like it's not like we didn't think this was a possibility. Like we've seen right. this and the before. other thing right now the other thing right now is that as the price goes down I'm paying off my tax bills yeah because when it comes time to do your taxes uh I can claim a lot of losses that's the other thing just to reiterate this point but like if I bought the Bitcoin I bought at six hundred dollars I don't have to it's not first in last out first in first out it's i can pick whatever bitcoin i bought as what i'm claiming right so conceivably you know i can say okay i that bought that first bitcoin when i was on zero at 65 you would just pick the highest highest uh number 
or or strategize some way. Maybe you want to give yourself a little bit of room to, you know, into next year. Um, still have a high number that you can claim a loss with, but whatever. Like it's <laughs> strategy's there for it. Um, whatever you think is best. So it's <laughs> it's uh, I don't feel the need to do anything differently. And people might say that's some weird um, rationalization to make myself feel better. But I'm pretty confident that we laid out a pretty good argument. It's, it's like backed by reasonable things like backed by science. Predict the future. And yes, yes, science is important. I believe in science. <laughs> But no, it's like we're we're consistently applying everything that we're saying about how to do this thing. That it's you, you timing a market is a fool's errand. So to go back and look at a chart and needle someone on saying, "Well, this is when you should have bought, and this is when you should have sold," it's like, well, of course. Yeah, obviously. If I had that, if I had that information, if I knew, if I had that chart back then, it's like. From Back to the Future, when Biff steals the almanac and starts betting on, on, uh, on all the the sports game sports stuff, making lots of money. Of course, he's making those bets. Like, you, you, why would he do anything differently? Why would he bet right. a loser? Because he has he had the chart for the future so yeah he was able to make every every single bet he made he was a winner so it would be like talking to a guy that likes to bet on football and looking at the scores and being like dude you're an idiot you pick losers why did you pick teams that lost so <laughs> It's it's utterly silly. So, all right, I think that's about what I had to cover. Mm-hmm. We went an hour there. Yeah, and uh, your voice was not choppy like I complained about before we started recording. That bad. So hopefully things are synced up pretty well. I don't have to like hopefully we go and edit and if not then i'll just leave your parts out because no one cares about what you say anyway no one will listen then but that's probably true i have sent out absolute duds of editing before and they still listened so oh boy i abuse our listeners so much i'm sorry i apologize But you won't get a better uh, podcast than this one. Stamp That's that true. One and take it to, take it to the node. Can't say. That's take true. It to the bank. No, take it, take it to your, uh, your full node. Yeah. Do you ever? Um, speaking of that kind of stuff, do you ever like think about when people say like, "Oh, that's golden," or "It's as good as gold." That like, it's not going to make sense. Well, it are, I guess it already doesn't make sense because gold's been dead for a while. I was going to say, it'll make sense in the sense that it's like a saying. <laughs> People will be like, wait, what's gold? Like, oh, that's, like that's years? gold like, standard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it's like... <laughs> I uh, <laughs> The term uh, cotton picking. Like, yeah. Uh, like this cotton picking thing. And... I would hear that every once in a while as a, as a kid and it just didn't like, I didn't understand what it was. It's like, what in the world? And then one day I, I was, Oh, that's what that, Ooh. Okay. But it's just a saying it's meant to be a less, a way not to say uh profanity, but you just say something that's kind of racist. <laughs> <laughs> But it's well-meaning, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of antiquity, an, uh, an antiquated, uh, antiquated, thank you, 
Uh, the antiquity. I like antiquated better. Antiquated. It's like antiquity, but quoted. Yeah. So there's, so there's a lot of uh, antiquated sayings like that that um, we just say it without really have we know what it means, but don't really know where it comes from at all or why it's why it means that. So whatever. I do feel, and this is just me being uh, an autistic, you know, loser. Is that when I do say stuff like the gold standard, I feel bad about myself. And you should. It's like, yeah. So, all right, we are the. Uh, I can't say that because we're not. Um, we're not. Neither of us are safety and moose, so we can't claim to be the Bitcoin standard of podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, where does that exist yeah. already? Because that that does exist. Um, yeah. Hmm. Well, we're not the gold standard. No, that's Peter Schiff. Hmm. Well, I don't know. We are the. Uh, I'll say we're fully validated as the best podcast that has ever existed, go. and will ever exist. You still shilling Tractor Coin, or you all you get off that? Uh, Tractor Coin is old news. Uh, Tractor Coin RV is where oh. it's at. The real one that was uh, Rallo's yeah. Vision. It's that does not stand for Rallo's Vision. Uh, Everyone thinks that, but it does not. Do you know what it stands for? Um, take a stab at it. Wait, RV. What am I? What am I? F- yeah, tractor. Tractor oh, coin RV. Um, what does the RV stand for? I don't know. Wrecked uh, viciously. No. <laughs> so if anyone can guess that what that means, then you win a prize, which will probably be me saying yes. That is it. Uh, no other you, guesses. I, I I don't know. Um, uh, uh, no, I don't know. I don't know any V words. That's my problem. You don't know any V words. Yeah. It's a section of the dictionary just yeah, doesn't exist know. to me. I feel vindicated then. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's victorious validated. day. Victor- yep, victorious. <laughs> um, your reputation has been varnished. And uh, yep. All right, we're just wasting everyone's time. Bad podcasting at this point. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, show notes page, mcflugel.com slash 310. Also, this is Get On Zero, episode number 23. So thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week. Peace.